right, this is The Big Kids Show. I'm Mark, and thanks for kicking it with us in the sandbox today. With me, I have two of your favorites, Big Nick and Mr. B. Today, we will be playing one of our favorite formats, Top 3. And with that category, or with that, our category for Top 3 is Top Sports Movies from 1995 to 1999. Right in the sweet spot. The golden years. sweet spot. That's right. This is a follow-up episode to the one where we covered our top sports movies from 1990 to 1994. If you haven't heard it yet, go check that out wherever you listen to your podcast, kids. While you're out there checking that out, please be sure to like, subscribe, give us a rating, and drop us a sweet review, even if it's just a little one-liner. All of that helps the crazy computations that push us up the podcast ratings. And as always, we greatly appreciate your support. Now, the 90s are simply packed full of more sports movies than you can shake a golf club at. This is the first time in Big Kid history we've ever had to split a decade. That's right. Ten years is a decade, kids. Into two separate (laughs) episodes. It's unbelievable looking back at how many awesome movies came out in the 90s. And honestly, makes me wonder when we can get a repeat in the future because I don't think you can ever have enough quality sports flicks. Now, a reminder that none of us know what the other's choices are, so it's news to us, just like it's news to you as we go through this. Mm-hmm. So you're you're living it live right here with us. So with all that said, let's dive right into the action, gents. Mr. B, congratulations, you've won the coin toss, so you can get yes. us started on our journey of the top sports movies of 1995 through 1999. Start us off with your number three choice. Thank you, good sir. Love that intro. I love, I love the fire. I love the, That's I love, right. I love the heat. Mm-hmm. All right. So for my number three sports movie from '95 to '99, I'm going to go with one that was released in December '96. And what it tends to do is it makes me want to show me the money. That's, that's right. We're going with Jerry Maguire. Show me the oh, money. And, and Big Nick, you complete me. <laughs> So, you had me at hello. <laughs> Jerry Maguire was, I mean, it was a pretty commercial success. I mean, I think most people have seen it, even though I, I view it as a sports movie. There was a lot of not sports related stuff. I mean, it was it was a guy that, you know, got fired from his job. That was a sports agent because he wanted to do stuff that was against the normal routine, I guess, you know, trying to give players more input. Um, you know, who's coming with me? He's walking out. Who's coming with me? And uh, Renee, that's a pretty epic walkout, by yeah. the way. Renee Zellweger. Who in the hell is Renee Zellweger? Yeah, she <laughs> goes with him. Obviously, you know he's trying to get all of his former clients. Most of them start to jump ship, but he does end up with the Rod Tidwell, mm-hmm. played Rod by Tidwell. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba, I, I loved his role, and actually, I. I didn't know this until the research team put it in front of me that he actually won an Oscar for best supporting actor. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's pretty impressive, but um, obviously it's the process of him, you know, managing his one player. He's basically a lone agent. Um, at the same time, he's starting to fall in love with his would be secretary, Renee Zellweger. Um, <laughs> so I don't even know what else to say. I mean, it was one that the budget was about 50 million. It grossed uh, over two hundred seventy million, so not too shabby. Yeah, um, that was an awesome movie. That one. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like when it came out, I don't know if it was just the way the advertisements came out for it, but 
you almost were like, okay, this could be really cool or it's going to be really cheesy. You know, I, like it kind I, of. Yeah. I, I even, I think I thought it was going to be cheesy, like, like, like yeah. commercially cheesy. And yeah. I, I, I loved the amount of sports they sprinkled into it. You know I mean? I love some of the football scenes and um, like even the, Spoiler alert, when Rod Tidwell gets blasted and, and he's injured, and yeah. then he slowly gets up, and then he just starts hyping the crowd up. and That's um, an awesome scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome and, scene. And it was, it was packed with all those famous like one-liners, like, show me the money, you complete me, help me help you. Um, or <laughs> The average goes, human head weighs eight pounds. Yes. Yes. Which, <laughs> let me throw a little fun fact on top of that one. That little kid, that little cute little kid. He looks the exact same today. Well, no, apparently now he's like a mixed martial artist. Yeah, I saw like that. I, That's I, insane. I saw a picture of him. He's all ripped and he has got like some tattoos and stuff. So yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll kick you in the head now. Um, <laughs> which Kick you in I, your eight pound head. Yeah, while I was looking at all these interesting facts, I didn't know this, that uh, like you remember the scene we were talking about when he kind of, he gets up after being injured, Cuba Gooding Jr. does, and he starts dancing in the end zone. And he even does some like breakdance moves a little. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. apparently he was like a really good breakdancer. And he was, uh, this is going way back. He was one of the young dancers who performed with Lionel Richie at the 1984 Olympics closing ceremonies as a breakdancer. What? Hmm. Deep track on that one, buddy. That's real deep track. Yeah. I love um, Lionel Richie. Me too. <laughs> and I, I also, I found, I found this. So originally the role, so um Cameron Crowe, I believe, wrote it. Is he spent like four years writing this script? He originally wrote it for Tom Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that as well. It, yep. It took so long that by the time he finished, Tom Hanks was 40 years old and it was supposed to be for a younger man. Um, even though Tom Hanks was probably the same age, Tom Hanks just or um yeah, what's his name? You're getting your Toms confused. Tom yes. Cruise. Tom Cruise just perpetually looks younger. So Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise. He never, he never ends to. Well, I will, uh, I will kill the suspense here, Mister B. I also had Jerry Maguire as my number three. Ooh. So, uh, double up. I, I was, I was right there with you. And double up. Uh, uh, uh. Double your money. Double your fun. Um, it, it was funny because Cuba Gooding Jr., who just, like literally just crushed this role. Like I don't right? think they could have picked a better dude. And honestly, there's a pretty funny story about him. I guess when he showed up for the, uh, the. Uh, tryout and <laughs> dropped his pants in front of Tom Cruise. He's like, I'm not afraid of anything. Like I'm getting this role. And they're like, yeah, oh, he, this he, it's crazy. Like yeah, he did it naked. Because the yeah. there's the, the the shower scene, right? Where he's just uh, let he, me just let me step in here for a second. I, I need to, <laughs> to everybody out there listening, especially if you're driving to a job interview, this is not the way to conduct yourself if you want to get the job. You don't just walk in there and drop your pants. You wait no, till you after you get it. the job. Don't knock it till you try it, man. And maybe also, maybe that's the secret to success. It depends on the <laughs> it depends on the job. If you're trying to audition for a male stripper, that's key, right? Uh, if you're going to be be an accountant, maybe keep your pants on. <laughs> maybe for the first five minutes. But, at but least. Hang on, shirts optional. Pop your shirt off, no problem. Get them nips out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, it, 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 oh, go ahead, go ahead. Baby. I was gonna say there was one other fun little fact that I had to sprinkle in there before you go. Is that so? Yep. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad came on the set, and apparently he was immediately banned from the set <laughs> because, like, Cuba Gooding, um, he introduced him to Tom Cruise. Uh, Cuba Gooding's dad gave him a hug, and the first thing he says was. But seriously, are you gay or not? 
Whoa. Yeah, I saw that, man. Like with Tom Cruise. And so I think Tom Cruise actually, he's like, he laughed. He's like, no. But then yeah. Tom Cruise is like, that guy can't come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Well, and Cuba Gooding Jr. did all his own stunts for that movie. Yeah. Which, which I, think I thought was, was tied, pretty cool. Probably tied with the breakdancing ability and all that stuff that he just yep. was very agile. But I completely agree with you, Mark. He, I think he makes that movie. I mean, not that the he other really actors does. were bad, but just his attitude and fire. And like, I kind of, I picture like the little fiery wide receiver, like um, yeah. Steve Smith senior. Steve Smith. That's a perfect comparison. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing of a guy that's, he's undersized as a receiver, but he's like, show me the money. I can play. I'll catch it over the middle and get tough as nails. Yeah. I right. love it. Well, in Cuba Gooding Jr. I mean, so I remember him back to boys in the hood and, like the dude is just, he's an insanely talented actor. You know what I mean? And like he can play a wide variety of roles. I mean, hell, he was in uh, A Few Good Men too, right? I oh, mean, yeah. there's a lot of different stuff that he does. It's, it's Wait, really good. A Few Good Men, are you sure? I'm pretty positive. Are you sure you're not thinking of the movie that was uh, where he was the sailor? Uh, maybe I am. Uh, the big kid, <laughs> the big kid listeners are yeah, he was in He there. was in A Few Good Men. Yeah, I thought Mark so. Is right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, he was also so, um, where he was a sailor, remember? And he injured his leg and had to. Uh, yeah, he's been in some movies. Like, he's been <laughs> in some movies. He's been All in right, a couple well, movies. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but this one was produced by the longtime Simpsons producer, James L. Brooks, which I thought was kind of interesting. And it was inspired oh, yeah. by the sports agent, Lee Steinberg. So he actually, he's a longtime sports agent. He actually acted as a technical consultant on the crew. Um, and his client, who was Tim McDonald at the time, uh, going through the 93 um, NFL free agency. So uh, kind of similar there. And, and uh, you talked about awards, um, not only Cuba Gooding Jr. I mean, there was five Academy Awards it got nominated for, including Best Picture and Best Actor for Tom Cruise. And then it got three nominations for Golden Globes and Cruise got Best Actor, um, Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, which is kind of a weird combination. <laughs> Um, and then like the three screen actors guild awards. I don't know. There's so many Hollywood awards. I can't keep track of them all, but it definitely was a, was a pretty successful movie overall. Um, I think the only other fun fact that I've got is, um, an actress that I'm a huge fan of who's a really good actress, uh, Connie Britton. So she was in Friday night lights. She was in 40 year old virgin, um, or not 40 year old virgin. Um, I'm blanking on the other movie that I really liked her in, but she was really good. She actually went in and was almost cast as Dorothy Boyd in, in front of Renee Zellweger um, and supposedly nailed the audition. And then they were like, well, we're just going to interview one more actress before we give you the job. And then Renee, Renee Zellweger got it. The part that I thought was hilarious and this is kind of a dig at Tom Cruise was she joked that she didn't get the part because maybe I was too tall. And I was like, oh, oh burn. Well, Tom Cruise at a whopping 5'6". Yeah, he's not a tall dude, and Connie Britton is a little on the tall side. But uh, but no, well, great great choice, Mr. B. Obviously, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and there was, so, uh, there's a bunch of NFL and sports cameos in this, mm -hmm. even yeah. some I didn't know about. So, I mean, I'll just rattle off a few here. Al Michaels. I love I got to interrupt. I love Al Michaels. And I, here I know is you one do. Thing, That's why I brought it up. Here is one thing that I am terrified of, and, and, and I'm saddened, and my heart is breaking as I say this. My boy Al, he's getting up there in years. Uh, his okay. contract is up this year. I know that he's looking to uh, stay in the game 
for a couple more years. I just, yeah. you know, we're losing some of my football heroes and, and Al Michaels is one of has been my favorite voice of football for decades. And uh, I'm, 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 I hate to see the man getting older. Yeah. He, uh, he commentated the Super Bowl. Did a he's great a job living too. legend. That guy. So, hey, yeah. And I'm sure he's listening to the episode and he's probably like, we love you, Al. I, I needed that boost. That's right. So, but also we got Dan Deerdorf, Frank Ooh. Gifford, Mel Kuyper Jr., Mike Tarico. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Now, hang on. Dig this one that I didn't even know. Kajana Carter. Yep. What? Had a camp. Yeah. Um, no way. Yeah. Art Monk. Art Monk. Troy Aikman. I um, love me some Troy Aikman, too. Warren Moon was also a cameo. Now, again, a lot of those, wow. I didn't even see Kajana Carter. I'm going to have to rewatch it just to look for him. But yeah. obviously, obviously, as some Bengals fans, we want to see some Kajana Carter, even though he played not much <laughs> not much <laughs> great college player though not his fault he got injured in the preseason we'll give him a call so, and so hey mark way to be on the same page buddy that's right great minds think alike or maybe so, you came over and looked at my notes and i did my cheat idea punk. i cheated so all right awesome so big nick let's move on to your number three sir what do you got for us before i get to my number three here's a quick pro tip for all y'all out i like there. pro tips if you find yourself in arlington texas go to texas live it's this big giant building you can't miss it there's like 20 some bars in there and a whole bunch of restaurants go to troy's it's troy aikman's steakhouse basically but it's just really? called troy's fantastic joint wonderful food the staff is incredible. Check out Troy's Restaurant if you ever find yourself in Arlington, Texas. Plus, big, you're big. you're eating with one of the local heroes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you never know. Troy pops in there on the reg, so you That'd might cool. might get to bump into old Troy. Big, big Nick Super Bowl off champion. His bill next time he goes back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, I will just cut the suspense right here too, boys, because I. Chose Jerry Maguire as my no! number three. So we're going to have serious? Yeah, we're oh, going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're, here we go. We're going to triple up. Uh, uh, uh. uh. Triple flying. It's a triple flying. They got a triple flying. An amazing triple flying. <laughs> Is that that's, the first ever That's crazy. That's the first the ever triple show? up on the Big Kids wow. show. Wow. What's wrong with you guys? You guys are thinking like me way too much. You guys probably need to talk to somebody. <laughs> so I, I love this movie, and I'll tell you why. Like, I watch um, uh, Hard Knocks, and <laughs> I watch, what is that, All or Nothing? Yes, yes. on I love the behind-the-scenes stuff, the, the, the inner workings of how these like teams work. So when this movie came out, I went and saw this one in the theater, and I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan. Um, so I, I went and saw this one in the theater because I love the idea of, all right, here's this sports agent. And if I could go back in time and redo my life and try harder, I might've been a sports agent. That was one of the, uh, one of the jobs that I've always envied. And I, I love seeing all the behind the scenes stuff and Mr. B hit it out of the park with all these cameos, Jim Ursay, Drew Bloodsoe, Kajana Carter, Art Monk who I was a big fan of from oh, uh, from awesome. the old from the old skins and he was my go-to in Tech Mobile. Yes, yes he was. And you know who somebody <laughs> that we are yet to have mentioned was the late great Kelly Preston who played the very mm. hot and attractive Avery Bishop uh, who was Tom Cruise's uh first wife i guess wife in the movie and then they they get a divorce or separate at some point but um yeah th that's um 
that's Travolta's uh, wife who passed away. But uh, yeah, she was fantastic in the movie. She's beautiful as always. And the one thing that was neat about this movie too was to see all of the the different people that were considered for the roles or that, that may have tried out for some of these roles, especially the the two leading roles. And you guys are right. Cuba Gooding Jr. was amazing in this movie. He's he's amazing in just about every movie that I've seen him in, so it was really no surprise. But he fits no dogs. He fit the part. Oh, <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Um, <laughs> he fit the part so well because not only did he, could he play the part really well, but he he looked the part too. Yeah, like he he I had mean, the, he had the body type for it and yeah. and I love when he's on the phone and you said, show me the money. And of course that's the most iconic line from this movie. But the, uh, I think of the, the Janet Jackson line, what have you done for me lately that he says to Jerry Maguire on the phone. And I love that. He's like, he's on the phone and he's in his kitchen and he's dancing while he's talking to Jerry (laughs) Maguire on the phone. Um, (laughs) And then one thing that I want to make sure that I mentioned before we move on to our number twos here, uh, this too, like like many other great movies from the '90s, has a wonderful soundtrack, and I love I love me some Boss Bruce Springsteen's Secret Garden uh, yeah, was that was, was a, the that was big a, hit was, movie. Was yeah, hit. big hit song from this movie, and there were some other good ones uh, uh, on the soundtrack as well. But Secret Garden, Bruce Springsteen, one of my Maybe not my favorite Bruce song, but certainly one that's great. It's one of his kind of slower, softer tracks. But yeah. next time he you only, hear he only that has one, about five thousand songs, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Next time you hear that Small one, amount. pay attention to the lyrics. It's about a hooker. Can you can you sing it's about the whole a prostitute song for us right now? I will. Um, you serenade us. Give me a give me a give me a C. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pay attention to the lyrics, and, and it's a really interesting song. I think this is a great pick. I was worried that you guys might think it a little Velveeta of me for picking this one, but obviously we're all on the same page here. Well, it's and it's funny. I thought that too. I thought I was going to pick that. And you guys would be like, "Boo, <laughs> boo, this man!" So the fact that we all three picked it—that's crazy talk. Because again, listeners, we don't know what we're coming to the table here. Like literally, what yes. we say is. We're going to research 95 to 99 sports movies, top three go. And that's it. So the fact that three of us, we've been spending way too much time in the sandbox together now. That's right. And for the sandbox record, boys. some fresh sand. For the record, boys, it's Zell Weijer. Oh. Zell Weijer. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that's why I keep quoting the uh, the Chappelle. Right, the I'm thing. joking. Like, I'm who joking. in the hell is Renee Zellweger? <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. That's that's awesome, man. The first ever trifecta from Triple the, up. Uh, uh, the uh, big kids. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Pop a, a big wheel wheelie. All right, so let's kick it to number two there, Mr. B. Uh, let's see uh, let's see what you got for your, your well, number two option. Being a football man that I am, I got to follow it up with another football movie. And nice. this is one that was packed with legendary actors. So released December 99. So I was just squeezing it Ooh. in by, by about eight or nine days. Ooh, really? Squeezing it. That would be any given Sunday. Mm. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, directed by Oliver Stone, just the actors that were in this thing, Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, James Woods, Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, Charlton Heston, Anne Margaret, Aaron Eckhart. I mean, it was tons of people. 
And I, I kind of like you said, Big Nick, I love these films that um, kind of show some of the behind the scenes stuff with football. So again, this was a football film that um, it's about a you know football franchise. Their starting quarterback goes down, who was played by Dennis Quaid, and they have to bring in the rookie guy, Steeman Willie Beeman. Hmm? <laughs> and uh, so, and that was played by Jamie Foxx. Um, and there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Now, unfortunately, the NFL said we are not giving you guys any rights to any of this stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of like made up. NFL teams, which is unfortunate. Um, I'm sure the NFL was trying to protect themselves because this movie was probably quite accurate. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want you guys talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I left off one of Mark's favorite players that was in the film. It, and do I have to got? say it? I, I thought Mark, or not Mark, uh, Big Nick, sorry. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Lawrence Taylor. Oh, LT. Yeah, he, play, he played the shark. Oh, he was the best. And, and you m- remember, he like he needed like one more sack, and he got his million dollar bonus. And even though he did it, he got carted off the field and was all mangled. And um, <laughs> but that one, I mean, just if you don't like football movies, probably not going to like it. Honestly, I mean, it's it's that was pretty much all football with some drama behind the scenes and stuff. And um, so I feel like I need to go back and rewatch this one. I I remember. <sighs> This is the, one of the few times I'm going to disagree with you, Mr. B. I, the, I remember when I watched this movie, I wasn't that blown away by it, but mm-hmm. it's also been a really long time since I've seen it. So I, I, maybe I need to go back and revisit and give it a second chance. Cause I, I remember I kind of, it had a short leash. Like I think I made it through about like halfway through the movie and I was like, meh. Well, but um, us maybe and I need our to listeners all know it. that your movie prowess is weak. Oh, don't you say that. <laughs> you watch uh, your mouth. And, no, and I, I think Shots it's fired. I think it's one too that like you if you watch it, you're either gonna like it or not like it. And yeah. It kind of in, in a weird way, it reminded me of a, a series that was out. Um I can't I think the series was on like Showtime or something called Playmakers. I don't know if you guys no, ever heard it, of that. It, it does, it's very similar. Good very call. like that. The Playmakers I liked a lot. So I, maybe I need to go back and just give it another chance. Maybe maybe yeah. I didn't give it a fair shot. So. Yeah, I mean, again, I just I, it's I got love- an all star cast. Like, it's insane the names you just rattled off there, especially with Pacino. I think where I struggle a little bit is Pacino as a football coach because I'm just I'm used to him like pulling out a Tommy gun and like taking yeah, wow. somebody out. <laughs> well, and I, I think he really liked the role from what I had read from yeah. my research that it, he finally didn't have to play a bad guy or a mobster yeah. or, or a criminal. I mean, he was able to play someone that was kind of off this thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Pacino, Charlton Heston. Uh, Oliver Stone and Jamie Foxx all won Oscars in previous roles. And then even James Woods and Anne Margit were nominated for Oscars. So, I mean, I'd be curious how many films can say they've had that many Oscar winners in one film. It's pretty yeah. slim. Um, but of course, you know, Big no- Nick loves fun facts. So oh, yeah. don't forget, gotta, ladies love Cool J was in there. LL Cool J was in there. He was the running back, and actually, I guess him and uh, Steeman Willie Beeman, played by Jamie Foxx, they actually were taking their roles pretty seriously. To where LL Cool J, I think, punched him in the face. Yeah, they got Whoa. they got in a physical altercation, and of course, L, ladies love Cool J got the best of him because I mean, look <laughs> at the guy. I mean, he beats up everybody pretty much. Well, he, he probably got uh, four inches and forty pounds on. But him, yeah. I I heard. Jamie Foxx comment on that years later. And he was saying that it was really like a, uh, 
a gut punch for him, not 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 the fight <laughs> that went down, but uh, it was a gut punch for him because he loved Cool J. Like he grew up loving oh. Cool J. Like he he's like that's who I wanted to be when I grew up was be that guy. And here I am getting get my punched. ass kicked by him. <laughs> They're gonna punch him. Well, hey, if it's somebody you like. Either they're going to hang out with you or punch you in the face. Either way, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but so one of the things I saw, so uh, Puffy, Sean Puffy Combs was mm-hmm. was initially supposed to be cast to play Willie Beamham. To play the quarterback, yeah. Yeah. And I, wow. I've, read, I've read some different things. One of them said that he couldn't do it because of scheduling issues. The other thing says that he actually showed up and experts were working with him. And he was so terrible at throwing the football <laughs> that they're like, dude, this ain't going to work, man. You are <laughs> awful, awful, even makeshift quarterback. You're not going to work. So I thought that was interesting. So apparently don't ever pick Puffy Combs for your flag football team because he ain't yeah, going to cut seriously. it. Seriously. Yeah. not. Don't put him in a quarterback. Word uh, on the streets has it that he throws like Big Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. It's not all great. Du- all great. ducks. And yeah. he got about a 20 yard range. Yep. Um, in the film, uh, Dennis Quaid plays the starting quarterback, and so they actually – his name's Cap Rudy. The house that they used for him was actually Dan Marino's house. Really? Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we always talk about F-bombs being dropped. The F-bomb in this film was dropped 117 times. So, you know, let's get it that's done. That's a lot. Man. Fudge. That's a that's a couple <laughs> short than what I expected. Actually, just real quick, because you mentioned Dan Marino, there's a, a movie I didn't mention as an honorable mention for our last episode, so I'm going to bring it up right now. No, because that, that's how I roll. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> I just rewatched that. That was a great movie with your hey, boy Marino in it. So laces out, Dan. Laces are out, Dan. I forgot that was a football movie, right? Like, Kinda, how did yeah. that not make the list? So anyway, Carry on. Einhorn, Einhorn, Finkel. <laughs> Well, and so, again, Mark, you have to watch it just for the cameos here. So just yeah. the cameos I know of Dick Butkus, mm-hmm. Terrell Owens, Ricky, Ricky Waters, Irving Fryer, Joe Schmidt, um, Barry Switzer, Y.A. Tittle, which he had to been like 80, Warren Moon again. So we got Warren Moon's and Warren Moon's like, wow. I'll be in any film you throw at me. Johnny Unitas, <laughs> Emmett Smith, and actually Wilt Chamberlain apparently was in it too. I don't remember seeing him, but he was apparently in that film. I don't remember seeing Will either, uh, which is how can he you was, not he, notice Will Chamberlain? Well, he was uncredited is what it says, but I'd just be curious where I, I want to watch it again to try to find him. Warren Moon, one of Big Nick's favorite quarterbacks of all time, baby. Same one of my here. favorites of I, all time. I loved Warren Moon. I loved how he played. So, yeah. Um, any nice. given Sunday, football films, love them. Rewatch it. You might, it might be good. Or actually, I might rewatch it again and be like, well, it's not that good. But that's one of my, that's my number two, buddy. I'm sticking Very with nice. it. Very nice. Very nice. All right, Big Nick, shower us with your number two, sir. What do you got for us? <laughs> the only thing missing from any given Sunday was. Robert Loja. I could have used Loja. a little Robert Loja in that, that movie. That does seem like uh, a good Robert Loja film. Because you could have wedged him in there somewhere. Yeah, he, he, he could have been a linebacker's coach he, or an offensive yeah, he, line he, coach, you know? He was already fatigued after doing Unnecessary Roughness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a hard-hitting movie. He could only handle so much. Well, I went with one, and I think one thing that we're seeing from these sports movies is sports movies really have just a wealth of cameo appearances. Right. And I think it's just, it's natural, right? Because you have these, these wonderful sports stars that 
that like anybody would like to be in a movie at some point in their life. And here's their opportunity to get five minutes into a movie. And so I went with one that has a certain number of cameos as well, but uh, maybe not so many sports stars, but certainly recognizable figures and interesting people at that. I went with Adam Sandler's Happy Gilmore from <laughs> 1996. Uh, Very nice. And if you it's like all in the hips. If you like drama, then this has it all, baby. This is a uh, a golf movie about a guy that used to be a, uh, a hockey player, uh, so he certainly is not the the natural fit for golfing. But oh, but he is. Oh, but he, but he is, is because he can whack the hell out of that little white ball. I tell you, uh, and it, you know who else who he can whack the hell out of is uh, Bob Barker. Oh, Bob, Bar- Bar- Bob Barker up. whacks the hell out of him. <laughs> May he rest in peace. And and I love me some uh, Robert Barker. We know that he's probably up in heaven right now, womanizing his way uh, through through the clouds. <laughs> but no, uh, and also he's making sure that your pets are spayed and neutered. That's right. That's that's absolutely right, true. bitch. Uh, this movie was a, a budget of twelve million dollars, brought in over forty one at the box. And um, we mentioned some of the people. We have Adam Sandler, obviously, and um, Kevin Nealon, who's one of my favorite SNL alumni members, is in it. Ben Stiller has a a small part. Um, And Lee Trevino. This is one where we start to see the the actual golfers making their cameo appearances. One of my favorite golfers of all time, Fred Freddie Boom Boom Couples makes a quick appearance in this movie. <laughs> boom uh, Boom. Boom Boom Couples. Uh, and so, yes, everybody knows Happy Gilmore. Was this was this his first like feature-length film, Adam Sandler? His second. So his the second. other one was uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, oh, that's right. Billy Madison was first. I thought it was Billy Madison. Yeah, good point. So I was going to bring this up and uh, because it's on my mind this week and it won't make sense to even reference it for when this show will be released. But um, so I'll skip that part. But I was thinking about this earlier today. You know who would be great? A great halftime performer? Adam Sandler. Let's get him out there with his guitar and let him play his <laughs> songs. Maybe he can write a special song for the Super Bowl. Lunch Ladyland. Lunch Super Bowl Ladyland. I don't know. We come up with something. I think I'm I'm gonna start a campaign. And we know, hey, Happy Gilmore has the Pepsi Pro Am event in it. So it's a natural fit, I think. Adam Sandler, Pepsi halftime show. I'm starting the campaign. Oh. It starts here. It starts now on the Big Kid Show. Now and, it all makes sense now, Big Nick, of why you picked this movie because <laughs> it has Pepsi in it. Any this chance guy I love Pepsi. I had Look, ta- he's even wearing a blue hoodie. Look I at had this. tacos and Pepsi before we started to record this episode. Is that a Pepsi hoodie you have on, Big Nick? That's I mean, right. what, what's the choice of a new generation? It, it makes sense this generation. <laughs> last time I hung out with Big Nick, I was like, hey, I got some, uh, some Coca Cola in the fridge. He's like, I'm cool. I'm all good. He, he went to like, hand me a Coca-Cola. I smacked it out of his damn hand. Yeah. And then Won't he left. even drink it. He just went home. <laughs> <laughs> Drove three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Happy Gilmore. That's an awesome flick, buddy. Awesome choice. Awesome choice. And, and hang on. You left off. Carl Weathers. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, and yeah. I, I. Apollo Creed. Well, and Carl Weathers is hilarious in that film. Chubbs Peterson. Yeah. 
I mean, he played it great. Like Crocodile took my damn hand. (laughs) He plays a badass in Rocky movies. He played a badass in Predator. And then he's out there with a fake hand going, it's all in the hips. It's all (laughs) in the hips. (laughs) Focus, baby. There's so many one-liners out of that movie. I mean, I got to wish Carl Weathers could be my golf coach. I would be on the PGA Tour right now. You hit that guy. He shouldn't have been standing there. (laughs) Hey, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? (laughs) Shoot him a Gavin. Which, hey, <laughs> completely side note. So I'm we know we, we, we did our um, Super Bowl discussion. We were talking about Evan Shooter McPherson. Apparently, Shooter McGavin from the film, like, resent him a message saying, like, good yep. luck because he's been called Shooter. I thought that was awesome. So That was super awesome. Shooter. Super awesome. Shooter. And it's funny because the Bengals guys all do the little shooter uh, hand motion when he kicks the field goals now. So well, so hopefully, <laughs> so. hopefully, shooter McGavin copyright that every time they do that, he gets ten dollars. <laughs> that's a deep. That's a deep track fun fact right there, Mister B. <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep track. All right, gents. Well, uh, let's wrap up these number twos. You guys have uh, well, obviously, I agree with your number three, but uh, you had some good choices there for number two. For my number two, I came in with the 1996 film, and that film would be one that has been previously discussed on this podcast, but I am shameless in discussing it once again. It is Kingpin, probably (laughs) one of the greatest sports movies of all time, let alone the 90s. So you've got Roy Munson, uh, played by Woody Harrelson. He's a young bowler. He's got a promising career, and then he's got a little bit of a... Wise guy, colleague, Ernie McCracken, played by Bill Murray. Oh, you um, talking about Big Earn? Big Earn. Big That's Earn. right, Big Earn. Tricks him into uh, participating at a con game, and unfortunately for uh, Mr. Mr. Munson, that ends with his bowling hand being crippled for life. So uh, Roy kind of you know has a tough life after that, and then he discovers this Amish bowling phenom named Ishmael, played by Randy Quaid. Phenom. Like, I, I'm saying these words out loud. It just doesn't even make sense. Like talking. Like who thought of this movie? And like explained it to their buddy, and they're like, "That's a great idea." Well, how many? How much <laughs> drugs was involved? With exactly. This? <laughs> so you know, then with the help of a gangster's girlfriend, played by the very attractive Vanessa Angel, he plots to take Ishmael basically to the to the top of the, the bowling world. So. I mean, the whole movie, the premise is kind of ridiculous. It definitely did not do well with the critics, just like uh, Happy Gilmore did not. And I will stand by the fact that critics, when it comes to comedies, are the last people you want to listen to. Well, because they're looking at it as like there's like film and photography. Like, no, this is a feel good, funny laugh movie. So those critics can cram it. Yeah, I feel like the critic. It's like a hmm. Oh, oh no, it's not as high class as I would like it to be. I like so, I, I like lowbrow comedies, and I'm proud absolutely. of it. Absolutely, it's like Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber came out and was anyway. So, um, so Harrelson was in this was a, a terrible bowler. Um, so they actually had to bring in a bowling coach to help him, you know, change his game to teach him um, how to throw a ball down the lane. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the Farley brothers was who was directed this, Peter and Bobby Farley. Um, the budget was $25 million. It only pulled in 32 out of the box office, so it's not like it But I feel like this one also became a bit of a cult classic Agreed. once it hit, like, DVD. So I think we may have even talked about that a little bit. Um, but this one has so many one-liners. Again, it's, it's kind of like Happy Gilmore. Um, so many funny parts to it. You got Blues Traveler who makes a, a guest appearance. And uh, there's just there's so many different pieces. Um, they talk about uh, Bill Murray basically ad-libbing a bunch of his lines, which he's kind of known to do. You know, if you listen to our Rankum episode, he uh, he tends to pull that on some stuff. But, um, you know, the for kid for the kids uh, yes. commercial that he does, <laughs> well, and, and he basically ad-libs, the, you know, almost that entire thing. Well, so, you guys, when we talked about it, I was still expecting one of you guys to buy me a bowling ball with a rose inside. So, yeah, we need to figure that out. Well, I mean, Christmas, to, uh, Christmas wasn't that far away and – Lo and behold, I didn't get a bowling ball sent to me from either one of you big kids. Oh, so. you're going to get a bowling ball shoved right <laughs> up your ass. Well, and here's the question, and this Sideways. is one thing I couldn't find out. They got that bowling ball from a pawn shop, and my question is, where is it now? It's, it's, it's up be. Brian's ass. Bend <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, over, Mr. B. We gotta, it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. No, I wonder why you're standing up doing this episode. I, I would be curious to see if Bill Murray doesn't have that <laughs> I'll bowling ball. Spill your ball. drink, Big Nick. <laughs> I bet I bet Bill Murray has that bowling ball. But I want that bowling I ball. Would think so. And I I'm sure if I had that bowling ball, I could probably go on the tour. I'd probably bowl multiple 300 games. We'd be <laughs> we'd be set for life. We would make a total of $60,000 a year. Yeah, because that's where all the money's money's at. Bowling. And again, we we've talked about Amateur some of this, but bowling. Like, Bill Murray knocking down the actual three strikes in the final showdown. Like right. that's some quality craftsman, a filmsmanship right there. Um, I know so, Nick's, I mean, Nick's favorite scene is when uh, uh, Woody Harrelson has to. Um, Make service love. his landlord. Yeah, and she's like, I think it really jarred something loose there, Tiger. It's like something about good sex that makes me have to take a crap. <laughs> even that scene, I'm like, like you're like, you can't unsee that scene. And, oh, and they like purposely make her like looking as gross as possible. And yeah, uh, that's that's. A <laughs> so there's a couple scenes that stick out. One is when he it's I think it's right after um, it kind of shows him after like what he looks like years after the injury. And this lady's walking by with a stroller and he goes to like try to pinch the baby with the with his hook. <laughs> with his claw. And then he ends up spilling hot coffee on the baby. <laughs> and then the second scene is when he's coming out, he goes to the Amish place with Ishmael and he tries to start working on the farm. And he's like, he's like, man, it took a while to uh, get that cow going. But once I got him, he wouldn't stop. He's like, we don't have a cow. We have a bull. <laughs> and he's got like white stuff all over his lips. Like, oh, dude, that's so disgusting. But hilarious. <laughs> so, that is my number two kingpin um uh, let's kick it to our number ones here gents oh, let me oh. jump in can i jump in before we no. move on to number ones no, i have this, i have something that i would like to plug right here right now this is a free commercial for you people out there uh pepsi nice. there's something called the <laughs> eli manning show presented by dunkin donuts and it, i believe that it's only on youtube I, I i've not vetted this but i've watched it on youtube and the episode are about 15 minutes long 
episode number six of the Eli Manning show. His guest, Bill Murray. Watch that Ooh. one. They actually talk a little bit about Kingpin because uh, what what is what is Big Herb's last name? Do you remember McCracken? So Eli Manning was saying that, you know, because he's a famous individual that he checks himself in under a a fake name at hotels when he has to, when he has to check in in advance, he uses Herb McCracken is his uh, check-in name. <laughs> Ernie his, McCracken. Ernie McCracken is his check-in That's name that he hilarious. uses in advance. Well, and no, you just outed Eli Manning. When, now, so. when he, well, he kind of outed himself on okay. YouTube when he when he told <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people that that's what he does, including myself. Sure. But uh, when when. Eli tells Bill Murray that, you know, they're having drinks and, and they're eating food while they're they're filming this. So it's it looks like a lot of fun. And Bill Murray says that he goes, now that's one talking about Kingpin. That's one movie that I hope that I'm remembered for. He said that's some of the best hair acting that he's ever done in his career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that comb over was yeah. rough. Oh, it was rough. Absolutely. Well, in mentioning Bill Murray, he almost didn't do the movie and Randy Quaid had to talk him into doing it. So, you know, it's uh, it's interesting how some of that stuff plays out, but good little plug. I'll have to go check that out. I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Nick. So, all right, Tell Mr. Him B. Big Nick sent you. Yeah. Mr. B, hit us with your number one, sir. What do you got for us? Well, and of course, I have to go with it. So my number one, Big Nick already spoiled it's happy gilmore nice that's the, that's the greatest sports movie ever the problem is get big ready nick, double big up nick, uh, 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 uh. big uh. nick had it big nick had it all wrong it's not number two that's number one man that's happy gilmore the greatest golf movie ever to be seen by man well let me just do another double up no! I also have happy gilmore is my number one <laughs> uh, uh, uh. we triple oh, up my uh, god uh, uh. Our brains have fused together as a part of this episode. I, I'm just I feel like you. we maybe should not talk to each other for a while. <laughs> turns out in this five years, there was only three good sports movies. <laughs> well, don't yeah. forget any given Sunday, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, there's that. But, I mean, I, there's not much we can say that we're going to say besides that uh, the Adam Sandler, Bob Barker fight, it did win an MTV movie award for best fight. So yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty prestigious. Um, and also, do you guys remember when Big Nick was talking about cameos? Lee Trevino had a cameo. Yep. Yeah. He actually later regretted it because he didn't realize there's going to be so much cursing in the film. <laughs> so he was like, well, I didn't know you were going to curse so much. That's that's not cool. Well, um, and in regards to your Bob Barker comment, um, I don't I don't know if you guys read this. So basically, Bob Barker, when he the only re- he had two stipulations to joining this movie. And one of them was that he had to beat Happy Gilmore in the fight because guess who he was being trained by? His neighbor, Mr. B, you got it. Lay it on us. Chuck Norris. The Chuck Norris. So he said, we train every night. He helps me with my punches and my kicks, but I have to win this fight. Yeah. Carlos Norris. I actually, I knew that before this film came out somehow. I don't know how I did. Really? Like, I don't know why, but like, it was something they're like, I was because I watch Price is Right all the time. Apparently, I should have been studying in college. Instead, I was watching <laughs> Price is Right. And the guy that I lived with was like, he's like, yeah, I think that guy knows uh, like karate from Chuck Norris. I'm like, you're an idiot. And <laughs> sure enough, dude was a genius. So, hey, there you go. Fish, shout out to you, buddy, and your Chuck Norris knowledge. 
Boom. Well, and the second stipulation was that he would shoot his own fight scenes and not have a body double. If I remember that movie correctly, pretty sure he gets tossed down the hill. Like, no, they, yeah, because they, 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 they like, they, uh, Adam Sandler like cheap shots them and then. T- then he punches them. Then Adam Sandler tackles them. They roll down the hill. Yeah, like roll down the hill. So the and fact, that- I thought for sure that was a body double. So kudos to you, RIP Mr. Bob Barker. The price was right, and you are the man. Mad respect for that. And I got to say, I mean, I love the price right. It's not the same without Bob Barker. It's I can't, wa- I can't watch it anymore. I mean, he I brought- like Drew Carey, but it's just no, not the so same. So do I. I love Drew Carey, but he's yeah, not Bob just Barker. Not the same. Yeah, it's, it's just well, it's what- and- and another interesting thing I read was that uh, they had actually tried to get Kevin Costner to play um, a part in the movie. Shooter but McGavin. In, and Shooter McGavin, but he was interested in making Tin Cup. Which was also um, a good film, but clearly didn't make ours, did it? That's right. That's or right. did it, but it Absolutely. didn't. So. See, no. Kevin, you could have been part of one of the greatest yeah, movies of the 90s, but well, you missed out. I got to step in here because my number one pick is Tin Cup. Uh, <laughs> is, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I so, didn't know it was coming. All right. Yeah, I got to oh, step man. in here. I, my, we my got all favorite. kinds of bombs dropping on this yeah. episode. Boom. Tin, Boom. Tin Cup is my number one, and I, I got to correct myself out there. I'm sure there's a lot of people upset with Big <laughs> Nick here. I said that Freddie Boom Boom Couples was in Happy Gilmore. He was in tin cup i was getting okay. getting was my like, cameos mixed that. up and mark hey. is mark is absolutely right kevin costner was approached to play uh shooter mcgavin yet he i i don't know if he was already working on tin cup or if or if he shortly afterward uh went and started working on this and he spent like a very long time learning the game of golf to prepare mm. himself and prep himself for this movie, which stars him, uh, Rene Russo, Don Johnson, Cheech Moran. Um, this. Hang on. Did you say Don Johnson? Yes. Yes. Very nice. The most finest American actor we've ever seen. So let me say this, Big Nick. The only person that thought Tin Cup was better than Happy Gilmore was Big Nick. Outside yeah. of that. The yeah. Well, of the and Kevin Costner. Thought, no, Kevin Costner thought so <laughs> well, as well. But, no, and, but, and, I was going to say one last note on uh, our boy Christopher McDonald. He almost didn't take the role because he wanted to break the stereotype of playing villains. So he was playing a whole lot of villains. But in hindsight, I don't know if I could see Kevin Costner playing Shooter McGavin. I I don't know. Maybe it would have worked out somehow. Kevin Costner is obviously an amazing actor. but um, You need a a certain level of Velveeta. To your game, and I don't know that Costner yeah. carries that with him, right? He's—I think he's a little too legit yeah. to well, kind of McDonald's, play the guy that you want to—you want to dislike. He's—he's he's often the hero of the movie. And McDonald said I, that that was one of the best movies of his career with Happy Gilmore. So and I, guy's piece, I eat pieces movies. of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> 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 you so, eat pieces of shit. <laughs> no, no. So Big Nick, I have actually admission to the group here. I've never seen Tin Cup, oh, so I'm actually looking forward to your God. analysis of this movie because I personally don't really have anything against it. I just think it's kind of funny to. Hey, Big Nick! So actually, it, but- when you talk about this, Mark's just going to call this a uh, cliff notes for himself. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, what it is the movie <laughs> is uh, Kevin Costner plays Roy Tin Cup McAvoy, who is a f- 
former golf prodigy. Like he's supposed to be this really good golfer, but he's kind of been down on his luck and he just kind of hangs out at this driving range and he gives lessons there and he drinks a lot and he just kind of parties with his friends every night of the week. And so he's, he's out of practice. He's, he's been away from the game as far as earning any money or, or really trying to apply himself. And he kind of, you know, in this moment of, of, of clarity, I guess, trying to write his himself, he decides that he's going to try to qualify for the U S open, which any amateur can actually qualify for the U S open, even though it's one of the biggest golf tournaments, one of the best and most prestigious golf tournaments in, in the United very di- States. Very difficult to do, but yes, it is possible. Very difficult to do. So that's, that's the general plot of the movie. But I, for me, like this, you know, sports movies aside, this is probably, well, not probably, this is hands down my favorite golf movie of all time. Uh, and there's a bunch of good ones out there, but I, I love this one. I, and I think the reason why I love it is because of course this movie is a lot more serious than happy Gilmore, but the, the main characters, Kevin Costner and Cheech, are not the types of guys that take themselves very seriously, nor do their characters take themselves very seriously. So uh, I like I like a golf movie that's really casual, like this one. Um, this is a good beer drinking movie. This is a good movie to <laughs> chat up with your buddies and talk nice. about with your buddies. Um, and it, I I cannot I will not go through it all here because the scene you need to see if you do not watch the movie, the scene you need to see is the seven iron scene and i'll just leave it at that i will just leave it at that that is is one of the most memorable sports movie scenes to me out of any sports movie and and i completely confer buddy that's a good scene uh jim nance one of the great announcers of our time is in this movie uh there's a lot of a lot of uh cameos in this one phil mickelson's in this movie as well um and a few different uh, golfers that that other people would would recognize but yeah i and, and it's of course with most of these movies like Jerry Maguire, there's the love story aspect to it as well. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. I believe Renee Russo is with Don Johnson's character, David Simmons, or sorry, David Sims in the beginning of the movie. And she makes her way to Kevin Costner as they all do in any Kevin Costner movie. Kevin always gets the girl. So Renee Russo, amazing actress, another movie that somehow didn't make it to our last episode, major league, she has a tendency to uh, be in relationship turmoil when it comes to these sports but movies. Was, was it Major League 89, though? It was 89. 89. Oh, that's right. It yeah, was because 89. I would have picked okay. it as my number one, and oh, I no. wanted yeah. to. The research yeah. team, I, I told him about that. The research team said, no, buddy, that was 89. That's you're right. You're off by about like six months. Because Major League 2, which was not one of the top three for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, Renee Russo, she's an amazing actress. And But it is funny that she has a few movies where there's a little bit of the, the relationship turmoil. Is that the one? Is Tin Cup the one I'm thinking of where it's him and her both on the cover? Yeah. Because I think that's... Yeah. Like, I hate to say this. I'm not trying to sound, you know, crappy, but... Like when I saw that, I'm like, this looks like a love story. It doesn't even look like like it looks like maybe a golf has it some looks golf like in it's it. more about love than golf. And it's, it's like much more about golf, I think, golf, than love. Basically. Yeah. No, yeah, and, yeah. and that's like actually a oh, good uh, good point unfair. there, Mark and Big Nick of Yeah, like because if, if you if you were walking through Blockbuster, obviously you'd see it and be like, uh, that's not a golf movie. But no, it was yeah. like it was probably eighty percent golf, twenty percent other stuff, in my opinion. Okay. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, if if we if we actually we may do this, if we ever did top golf movies, I mean, it's up there. Very high. One of my favorite scenes, too, is when uh, Romeo, who is played by Cheech, when they (laughs) show up, when they show up to the U.S. Open, you know, Costner thinks that he's on top of his game going into this. Like he's he's kind of cut back on the drinking. He's really stepped up his practice and stepped up his game to to really, really hone in on his game for this U.S. Open. And then he gets out there and he can't he's trying to practice at the driving range and he can't hit a golf ball all of a sudden. And so uh, Cheech pulls him aside and he's like, uh, you know, because Cheech plays his caddy in the tournament. And he says, you know, he's going to straighten Costner's character out, Roy McAvoy out. And he says, you know, what do I do? I can't hit a golf ball all of a sudden. He says, all right, I want you to take your keys out of your of your right pocket, put it in your left pocket. And, <laughs> and he has it like he's like, put uh, I want you to turn your hat around backwards. And if. If that doesn't work, we're going to get you falling over, stinking down drunk or something like that. <laughs> and of course, it doesn't work. And so they get him smashed drunk to the point where he has to wake up. And he he's basically playing still drunk from the night before the next day. But it, he was nice. Kevin Costner was in his own head. You know, the in, in golf is so much a mental game yeah. that he psyched himself out for for this U.S. Open that he was more than capable of winning. Hey, I so big Nick. I, I as much as I know about that movie, I didn't think that'd be your number one. But hey, if if you kind of look at our track record, which Mark will probably write, apparently we only love yeah. foot football and golf movies. <laughs> you know <laughs> what's weird? No other sports. What's football, weird golf. about Kevin Costner? Is, I, I've always really enjoyed Kevin Costner's acting and and maybe the movies that he chooses to be in because he he's of that you know he's at that level where he can kind of just choose what he wants to be in. Oh, of course, yeah. And he has I, I I love a lot of his movies, but there are three sports movies that he's done that if they are on cable and I'm flipping through the the channels and I come across them, I I have to sit there and watch them. Um, Agreed. and and this is one of this is one of those three. Yeah, Draft Day was another one. He was I in freaking himself. love Draft Football. Day. I hadn't seen it until like maybe six months ago, and it ended up on some streaming. And I checked it out, and I was like, "Wow, it's pretty, pretty." Don't decent shake movie, your like, head. Don't shake your head, Mister. You just B. watched Draft Day six months ago. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're shaking your head for. That yeah, that movie what... is brilliant. You want to talk yeah. about the behind the scenes stuff of football? Really well done and sports. Well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, well, yeah, let's let's recap here, guys. So you shut up and let me do my job. All three of of us pick Jerry Maguire as our number three consensus. Number three, Mr. B, you had any given Sunday at number two. Happy Gilmore is your number one. Big Nick, you had Happy Gilmore as your number two. Tin Cup is your number one. I had Kingpin, which I can't believe didn't make it onto anybody else's list as number two. You that guys was my honorable mention. Happy Gilmore is my number one. Don't try and make it up to me now, Big Nick. It's too late. Um, so th- those are some quality movies. I mean, the, again, it, I think it blows me away how many good 90s sports movies came out. The fact that we had to split this into five-year chunks – and the fact that I don't know if there's any other decade that pumped out as many quality sports flicks as 90 to 99. Well, and I think what this 1940 too, was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, clearly all of us like were black and white, a, a particular age at the time of this year that I mean, we all latched on to these movies. I mean, look yeah. at that. We, we, I mean, besides a couple of films, we all were all on the same page and, 
They probably um, drove a lot of our sports interests. Maybe. I mean, golf and football, I think, was a big thing. But um, yeah. I mean, are, are we going to, can we, can we sprinkle in a little uh, um, honorable mentions? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw them out there. So one that I, day? one that I had was varsity blues. Yep. That's the one I had. Yep. Oh, so even our, even our uh, honorable mentions. Are the same. <laughs> Great minds. Think and, alike. And again, and what was it? It was a football movie. A oh. football movie. Yeah. But you know, I love Billy Bob. I I mean, I love the, it was a high school football team, you know, yeah. it was good film and um, yeah. A lot of good moments. Big Nick, do you have an honorable mention you want to throw out there? Yeah, my honorable mention was Kingpin, uh, okay, particularly <laughs> because I love the hair acting in that movie. I thought it's some of the best <laughs> hair acting I've ever seen. Bill Murray's hair acting was phenomenal. There should be an award for that. I don't know what the hell is wrong with America, what was wrong with this country. Um, but yes, the, ha- the hairsies. Best hair actor of that year certainly was one William Murray for his yeah. unstoppable role of in Kingpin. Absolutely. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I've enjoyed our time in the sandbox today. For all you listeners out there, like I said, please like, subscribe, give us a rating, write us a review. If you haven't checked us out, look us up on any social media. We're all over the place. You guys got suggestions? Don't hesitate to throw them our way. We love hearing from you guys. And we are the net, the big kid show. Until next time. Peace. Hey-oh.